You are listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast. Music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. We thank you again for your support, and we hope you enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, Elseworlds citizens. Welcome back to the main show. It has been quite a busy couple of weeks for me. I'm just coming back off of two different gigs on top of my regular work hours. So please bear with me. Um, This is coming out a day late, but still a really fun episode here for you guys today. I'm really excited. This is our second novel that is being featured here on the show, and I'm really excited to share it with you all. This is The Storm Runner by J.C. Cervantes. Uh, Pardon me if I'm mispronouncing the last name there. Uh, This is a really great book um, that I just finished reading recently. It is a publication under Disney, under the Disney banner, and it is probably in my, I'd say, top 15 books currently that I've been reading uh, outside of comics. It's a really great book, and I'm excited to read the sequel Uh, that just came out recently. So let's get started, and I'm going to read you guys the description for the story. So let us begin. Feisty heroes, tricky gods, murderous demons, and spirited giants are just some of the pleasures that await in this fresh and funny take on Maya mythology as rich and delicious as a mug of authentic hot chocolate. The story is a balance of finding self-esteem and how we forge our own fates. Just like Star Wars, the lineage of of Zane has an impact on the history of the world of Stormrunner and creates depth without hindering the journey for the readers. Our main protagonist is Zane Obispo and also Brooks, our hawk demigod. And this is a a really fun read. It is very much in the Disney vein. Uh, very interesting, drawn out characters. There are lines that are drawn that you you clearly understand the dynamics between the characters, the uh, the anti heroes, the villains, and of course the protagonists. And there's just it's just a great world that they that uh, that JC builds and. Zane is a very relatable boy, teenage boy, who has very simplistic rules for his world. Everything that matters to him is right in front of him. It's him and his dog, of course, and um, Rosie, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Rose is his dog. Um, and the the journey, I, I was really fascinated because... The, the way J.C. writes, um, you're able to uh, learn a little bit about 
um, Mayan gods and Mayan culture and the mythology without having to worry about catching up each time because because Zane is um, part of that his um, Hispanic um, Mayan kind of lineage. Um, he he's a big fan of the culture and the mythology, and so he has a book on the Mayan gods. So as you are interacting with these demigods and and other gods of that live in or around Cal, the the cities that we explore, which is about you know Mexico, Mexico, and then um, and also uh, L.A., you you begin to you begin to meet these new characters. And thanks to Zane as a character, you're able to learn about them and continue moving forward with the story without feeling like you're being bogged down with all the context that they have to fill in for you as you catch up. It doesn't feel that way at all. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really take breaks to just tell you about the world. You learn about the world and the world builds upon itself as you continue chapter to chapter and it's it's a real uh, it's really nice it's re- very refreshing to be able to read uh, a story like this and it's new for me because i i have a bit of a struggle sometimes with first person stories i said this as well about um uh, the children of blood and bone i i have trouble with first person stories because for me i need to be able to see the whole picture but that being said I was able to, after about three chapters in, I was finally able to uh, take down my guard, turn my brain off a little bit, and allow myself to be opened up to the story and allowed for the character of Zane and the author to be able to paint me a picture of the world through this boy's eyes. Um, and it, it, it really spoke to me. It, it connected with me. As you know, like trying, you know, being able to relate to Zane as a young boy. Granted, I do not have a, a disability per se, and like Zane, who has a physical disability, um, or is it? I uh, won't spoil it for anyone um, in the story, but our character is disabled to a degree, and he always saw it as a burden um, up until a certain point when he discovers unique abilities and unique powers that he didn't have before or were dormant let's say um i absolutely love brooks as a character brooks is kind of our anti-hero of this world she is a demigod of some sort uh she is capable of transforming uh she's she's uh able to morph herself um and she has a very unique background and i i i continue to constantly be be drawn to what motivates Brooks more than what motivates Zane. Zane has a very, very clear, drawn-out motivation in this story. And quite honestly, it's due to the choices of the protagonist that we are kind of, you know, torpedoed onto the path that we are for the story. But Brooks has really interesting uh, ties to the Mayan gods, and she, she has a lot more stakes. Like, the stakes that for her are the biggest out of all the characters. Zane kind of sets the wheels in motion and then he's basically making up for it as he goes. He's trying to fix the issues that he started. Um, and while it's absolutely easy to connect with Zane and I can relate to it as a 
from being a teenage boy. Brooks has the much more interesting story and so much more depth and complexity that really stands out. So I'm hoping, you know, if if the author, if anyone that is involved in these books is listening, my I would love to get a book on Brooks. Uh, she's a side character, but I would love a book solely dedicated to her because her story just from book one is incredibly fascinating and we get so little of it and really truly the stakes are high for her um and she has so many kind of tense 50 50 relationships with people with demigods and gods that every time you go back to her every time you learn more about her character more about the path she's been laid down on uh laid out on laid out on excuse me um you you sympathize more and more with her and and you begin to realize this is just as much brooks story as it is zane's um you know so before before i go any further maybe i should catch you guys up real quick as we're getting close to the 10 minute mark so zane thinks he's a nobody He's handicapped. He one of his legs is shorter than the other, and because of that, he has to walk with a cane. Um, and he has a dog, Rose, or Rosie, who is this kind of. I want to describe her as a like a boxer mix. I know there's a different term for what she is in the book, or that he says she's a mutt. But if you look at the artwork that's on the books, I compare her close to closer to a. Uh, like a boxer mix um but that's just coming from a northern air uh, the northerner in me excuse me um so basically uh zane lives in an in an area where of course we're, we're near the u.s border and there's a mountain or a dormant volcano that is literally less than a block from him it's he compares it as saying it's in his backyard um and he likes to go in all the time. He views it as his own sanctuary. And it's, it's all, and then suddenly he feels like he's suddenly getting a calling to this volcano. And a quote unquote UFO or object crash lands in the volcano. And we are, and Zane is faced, meets face to face with a demon or at least what he thinks is a demon because it looks very similar to something he saw in his mind mythology book. And soon after, we meet several other characters who begin to warn Zane about not going back to the volcano. He thinks there's something else out there, and of course, curiosity leads to unfortunate circumstances in which Zane is basically forced, his hand is forced, to the point where he has to basically reawaken uh, a a demon lord, the hell spawn of the of the, the Mayan uh, the Mayan gods, and in doing so, basically almost sets into motion the end of the world as we know it, and and so Zane and Brooks, along with uh, um a few other characters set down this path of trying to resolve this situation defeat the 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 um the lord of hell basically and in the process he hopes to save his best friend i'm not going to say 
anymore, though. I really don't want to spoil the, the book for you. Um, because just like many YA novels, the plot really thickens and speeds up about, I want to say, maybe five or six chapters in. So, I mean, for me to go through the book even more than I already have, I feel is spoilers. But I'll say, but like I said before, Brooks was definitely a lot more appealing as a character in a novel than Zane was. But again, I related to Zane. I related to his feelings, especially his emotional ties to a pet, to his dog. I absolutely understood it. It was fun to read. There's a lot of great jokes, a lot of modern jokes. Um, definitely Disney inspired. You could definitely feel there are certain chapters where you feel like Disney kind of heavy, heavy handed the editorial process. But then, of course, and, and but then you see the author kind of flex their muscle again and be able to take you down the more serious path when it comes to the gods and how circumstances end. There are some really great moments. There, the L.A. scenes um, when they go to when Brooks takes Zane to someone that she thinks could help them um, is uh, the L.A. sequences are all, always incredible. And I'm so thank thankful that I've been to L.A. So, and I know the way the city looks and I understand kind of where they are located as they travel into the city. Um, it just allows you to paint the picture more if you understand geologically where they're at. Um, of course, I've never been to the um, to Mexico. I've never been, you know, south of the U.S. border, so I, I can't always paint the picture as well in my mind. Um, but it was still a great novel to read. It was really fun. Lots of uh, you know, Lord of the Rings references in there. You could definitely tell that they're a Tolkien fan uh, from time to time, especially when building on the Mayan gods and, and their relationships. There's a lot of the uh, kind of like elven feuds. The way the elves feud in, in the Tolkien Lord of the Rings lore is very similar to the way the Mayan gods feud um, and how they treat the demigods and vice versa such as kind of similar to how, you know, uh, the woodland realm compared to, um, uh, like the true royalty of elves from the old times, how they're kind of the biased among their types and their clans. Um, it, it definitely, it definitely paints an interesting picture and I, I had a great time with it. Listen, guys, I know it's been, it's been a weird couple of weeks because I haven't been able to do Elseworld Lounge. So I'm going to push this episode a little bit longer and talk to you guys a little bit about what's been going on here. Um, I am currently workshopping, me privately workshopping, the idea of starting a new podcast. I know you guys have heard that from me a few um, last month as well. I initially wanted to do a hockey podcast. But because the season is already in progress, I felt like, well, maybe that's not always the best option because I know that a lot of these podcast seasons always have to do with timing. That being said, there is something new that's going to be starting up later uh, at the start of the 2020 season. So stay tuned because I have a good friend of mine. He's a true New Yorker. He speaks his mind. He's quite honest. And right now he's in radio. He's in the radio business. And... I'm very much interested in partnering with him on a new podcast that I'm hoping to launch no later than January 
2020. Um, and it's going to be specific to here in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. So if you are local and you are listening, I hope to have you join me on this new adventure. I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to get the wheels going, but it will be ready and it will be launching no later than January 2020 because February is the month that I need to kind of kick into high gear. So listen, guys, that's all the time I've got for this week. I really implore you, go out, find The Storm Runner by J.C. Cervantes. It is a really great story, especially if you're a fan of YA novels and you love myth and lore. This is a great book for you guys to pick up. It's on a discounted price because the book two of the Storm Runner series just came out. Uh, so you can easily catch up and follow right along. It's a great book on its own. It's, it's nice. It kind of ties the bow shut on the first book. So it is perfect the way it stands. Uh, you don't have to worry about continuing on. Or you can do so if you choose. Next week, we have, in my opinion one of the best comic books of the 2019 season. Harley Quinn Breaking Glass is going to be a big feature for next episode, episode 9. And then we have episode 10, which is going to be another character spotlight. And it's going to be featuring Beast Boy. That's, that's two weeks from now. So next week, look forward to it. Harley Quinn Breaking Glass by Monico, um, uh, Mariko... Tamaki. I cannot wait to share my my thoughts with that on you guys. Uh, like I said, I really am falling in love with the story. I've read it three times now, so I can't wait to tell you my thoughts on it. And then, of course, two weeks from now, we will have another character spotlight, and this time it is going to be Beast Boy. So thank you guys again. Have a great one, and I will see you all real soon. You've been listening to the Elseworld Citizen Podcast, music provided by YouTube and its affiliates. The Elseworld Citizen Podcast is made possible thanks to listeners like you. If you'd like to continue to show support, follow us on Instagram at Elseworld Citizen and on Twitter at Elseworld Civ. If you are so kind, you can even contribute to the show by following the link in the show notes or the support link on the Anchor app. The views expressed in the interviews and commentary of this podcast are solely those of the individuals providing them and do not reflect the opinions of any comic book publishers, its parent affiliates, or subsidiary companies. Thank you again, and we hope you've enjoyed the show.